Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genres, movies that in our opinions have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Or a first chance. Or first chance. Today's, Today's pick on the podcast. Tony's pick. My pick, 1993, <laughs> Fire in the Sky. Oh, shit. I watched 1994's Fire in oh, the Sky. Oh, shit. What? Well, yeah. it's probably the same thing. That one had Sam Jackson in it. Oh, well, I kind of wish I watched that one. It's like these motherfucking aliens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this was um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 42%. Um, audience score was 57%. Metacritic gave it 42%. Not so too bad. It's, uh, it's there. So it's that... Uh, well, some, it's of the, they, some of the trivia was talking about this like this was a gigantic flop. But in the 40s, that's... I mean... Well, flop well, is really... money did it, Yeah. I know. Well, no, well, I mean, well, it cost 15 million. It made 19 million. Almost yeah. So no, then it didn't make any money because again, mm-hmm. we got to go with actual math. Still, like, I wouldn't categorize this as a horrific flop. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, a horrific flop would have been it made it cost six. fifteen and it made six. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't make its money back. No, but no, it could have. <laughs> it made like half. We'll talk. We'll discuss. So, but how much? Nah, I guess they blew it all on the big spaceship. <laughs> all the goo. Well, I watched this movie in the theater as part of a double feature. We'll circle back around to that in a little bit. Wow. But so. What was you, the other movie? I will circle back around to that when I discuss it. I can't wait. But I saw it as a double feature. So it was obviously, and this was well after, like this was the pre, the next month. So I saw this, it came out in... Um, oh 93. God. No, no, but I, I, I know the actual month. It came out in March. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it in the theater, it was April. So it had been in the theater for a month. Mm-hmm. And I watched it as a double feature. Hello, Chael. Chael says, to welcome to the podcast. To the podcast. <laughs> Which is funny, because right. he was just sitting right here being a good boy, then he decided to go together and be an asshole. It was written by, a, well, it's based on a book by Travis Walton, who this supposedly all happened to. It's based on a true story. Um, the screen, screenplay was, he was uh, written by a man named Tracy Tor- Torme. He worked on the show Sliders and Star Trek The Next Generation. Was that mm-hmm. with... Um, Jeremy o- Jenner O'Connell. Jerry yeah. O'Connell. Yeah, him. <laughs> yep. I watched the hell out of that for a couple seasons. That's pretty good. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I remember <laughs> it fondly. Yeah. I don't re- I didn't remember Jerry O'Connell. So. <laughs> <laughs> um stars DB Sweeney as Travis. We love him from the cutting edge. He was in SWAT the television series. We don't love SWAT the television series. Sharp objects. <laughs> uh welcome back to the podcast, Robert Patrick. Yeah, from the Terminator. faculty, Terminator yeah. Two, and the T One Thousand from Terminator. He was 2. also in the new Terminator. He was uh, he had a cameo. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was sitting in a waiting room and it exploded. And it's like, hey, there he goes. Oh, he's just really good because they yeah. wanted him to come back and be the T One Thousand, and he's like, I'm like sixty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Schwarzenegger's like seventy two. He's shit. doing it, and I'm like, yeah, but no. <laughs> what was he? Was he was on a NBC? Files. No, he was on a TV show on CBS that was pretty good. About a bunch of geniuses that solved crime. Scorpion. Scorpion, yeah. That was a really good show. Really? It but was nonsense. The problem with it. But it was fun nonsense. Okay. So you have like a group of geniuses. It's like a think tank. And they're like, hey, we need your help solving this crime. And they're like, all right, cool. Hey, let's do this, this, and this. So the first season and a half, two seasons, I'll give it, was like, oh, this is cool. Then they started running out of regular crime, something to do. So they got really, really 
you know, elaborate like, and crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like most shows do. The yeah. longer you go, it's like. It's the problem right. with mm-hmm. any police pr- procedural, yeah. but it was pretty good. Like I just finished Ray Donovan, the, the seventh oh, season, a minute ago, and it was really good up until about season five. Yeah. <laughs> with me, it's pretty much if, if you can't tell me your story within four seasons. What are we doing here? Because you know, it starts to really go downhill after four mm-hmm. and five. It's like, ugh, Because they got to run out of shit to do. Yeah, because I love the blacklist, but it's like on season nine, and I'm like, really? We're still doing this? That was about, that's still a thing? Yeah. I yeah, love that show. For for like, yeah, first four seasons. Grey's Anatomy is still going. I yeah, think that there's, was really? from Jump Street. I think there's only like two of the original cast members still <laughs> on the show. It's stuff like that. Yeah, that kind of that stuff. Sometimes it's okay to just do like six seasons and be like, that was yeah. a good run. Let's try something different. Like Supernatural. Yeah, Tony feels that way about Supernatural. Supernatural, first five seasons, one of the best shows. And it was supposed to be a five-season yeah. story. After that, it's like... And then they were like, we want to keep going. Like, but the story's over. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> Money they talks. Have, people talk about Supernatural, and I've always thought maybe I should start watching Supernatural. You hear that about The Walking Dead, too. I think that's still going. Mm. It's getting ready to stop. But. <laughs> Yeah, but, I think and, there's, but a there's, there's like two spinoffs coming and a movie or something. And, stuff. and Star Trek. Know. Can we stop telling that fucking story? <laughs> I, I but love in Star space, Trek. there's always new stories. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, awesome. there's not. They're all basically the same thing. <laughs> I love Star Trek. Mixed race spaceship meets another we're, race. We're in an object that if the air gets out, we die. <laughs> hey, there's somebody that's purple. <laughs> sometimes they're friendly. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're weird. Sometimes they're just like us. I still like it. Um. <laughs> okay, uh, also in this is Craig Schaefer from Nightbreed. Nobody's seen but me. <laughs> and Craig Schaefer. Which one is Craig Schaefer? Uh, he, shit. Oh my god. I'm trying Holy. to remember, they're all just kind of the same looking guys. I know. The guy that played the Elliot. the religious one? I want. No, he's Dallas. One? Oh, he's I was Dallas. Say, I thought he was the, he's the um, Rambo-y looking one. He's the drifter. Oh, the yeah. gentleman who is probably Alan we'll, we'll get to maybe it. Mexican, maybe Native, Native American, American, maybe both. Maybe just a white dude. <laughs> um, no, I think he's I don't know. Does it, yeah. he's some sort of It doesn't Mexican really son. matter. No, it doesn't, but... Uh, next is Kathleen. Maybe it did in 1975, Arizona. Kathleen Will Hoyt. I don't know mm-hmm. how to say her name. Mm-hmm. She was welcome back to the podcast from Bad Influence, but she's mostly known from Roadhouse and Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I mostly know her okay. from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I didn't know her from Gilmore Girls. No. Uh, also, welcome back to the podcast is Noble Willing Willingham, the mm-hmm. sheriff. He was in the Last Boy Scout. He was the big, mm-hmm. big bad guy. He's a really great. Character, character actor, actor. Yeah. yeah, from like the seventies and eighties, and you just see him all over the place. And of course, James Garner, he it was wonderful in movie Maverick. Yeah, he always said he's in Maverick. He hasn't showed up on the podcast yet that I remember. He's but, been in a bunch of stuff. A big welcome back to the podcast. Whoa, watch out, Scott McDonald, who, who who's Travis's brother. Oh, yeah. played the titular Jack Frost. That was Jack oh Frost. My God. Yes. When he came out, Tony told me before we watched it. I was like, and when he came out, I was like, no. No. "Oh yeah!" <laughs> Jack Frost. Remember he's that got five minutes where he's a human? <laughs> in the first one, I gotta tell you, I blocked that out. And yeah. the voice, I recognized the voice. Well, if he had said it ain't fucking frosty, I got it. <laughs> I will tell you the whole time. I'm like, I fucking hate this dude, and now I know why. <laughs> subliminal. It is subliminal. <laughs> she heard him say, "That's my brother." I'm like, something about this guy's voice bugs <laughs> me. <laughs> Yeah, right. Okay, so like I said, this is based on a quote, true story. Uh, Travis was missing for five days and six hours. He wrote a book called The The Walton Experience. So I wanted your guys' uh, opinion. 
because there's not a lot of notes to this, that <laughs> you, I'll go around, do you guys believe in aliens? And do you think they've been to Earth? Do you think they take people? And do you believe this story? Mm. John. Oh, I have to go first? Yes. Okay, um, there, I do 100% believe there is life out there okay. because I do believe they said it best in Armageddon, it's a big-ass guy. Cool. So, mathematically speaking. Do mm-hmm. you think they've come here? See, here's the problem. <laughs> oh, John's on team no. Here's the problem with have they been here. Why is it they always go in the middle of nowhere with nobody around and have to do butt stuff? <laughs> I just Maybe there's not a lot of butts out there. I think they may have been through. Have they made contact? I don't think so. Okay. You got to go with a no. So you don't believe Travis's story? Um... Yeah. Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> think they were smoking. Aliens? Probably. I think. I Come to know. Earth? How the fuck should I know? <laughs> it's your opinion. I'm not it's asking like you your as opinion, the, I'm not asking you as the head of NASA. That's I'm asking you. something I've ever really formed an opinion on. Okay. I, I tend to think most of it is just a lot of conspiracy theories. <laughs> so, and do you believe this, Travis's story? I, I don't know. I think something weird happened. But you, ever, you don't think it's a hoax? Whether it was aliens. You ever hear of Chariots of the Gods? Yeah. Okay, well, that if there's aliens, that was it. Okay. Lane? Okay, so I 100% believe in aliens. Okay. 100%. I think you have to. I want big waste of time. And I actually 100% believe in alien abductions. Really? Yes. Okay. And here's why. Because butt stuff? No. <laughs> Why they, they do what stuff? Okay. These so, ones did not seem to do much. But no. They tore his pants off. Yeah, but they left his whitey tighties on. They seem on. to be more just in the eye stuff. Yes. <laughs> and mouth and stuff. Mouth yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, what was that? Let me just a couple things here. This is why I believe um in alien abductions. Mm. One, because of animal testing. We have no problem experimenting on rats, mice, guinea pigs. We don't even recognize them as like there are people that are that are upset about animal She's cruelty. I've never heard of PETA. Yes, but the majority consensus is that it doesn't matter. We experiment, experiment on animals all the time. We eat animals. We eat species that may or may not be sentient. Sentient. Like octopus. Like, or like dolphins. Tony does not like the people eat octopus. Nope. <laughs> there, there are species. Very, very intelligent. There are species that are, that our species have eaten that have similar like intelligence levels. Like, if you don't think starving people in Africa eat monkeys, you're crazy. If you don't think starving people eat people. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> also. I mean, so, if we're sitting on just, a stranded island and we're dead, I mean, one of you is dead. Sorry. So, so how was Tony? He wasn't bad with the barbecue sauce. And I 100 percent think I I that if we, I 100 percent think if we get to the level of technology where we explore space, which we may or may not get to, who knows? We might kill ourselves all off before then. Well, there's the other thing. But if we get to that and we exp- find other life, you 100 percent believe humans will fucking experiment on that. <laughs> and if I know that about my spe- species, I have to believe that about another species. Why do they care about us? They don't know anything about us. Sure, they'll experiment on us. Do I think they do butt stuff? <laughs> Not necessarily. But, and I think a lot of those people that were abducted by aliens, I'm sure some of it's just like I had a bad acid trip or I don't want to <laughs> tell you what really happened. Or they want attention. Or they want attention. But I do think that there is... That people are abducted and are experimented on. I think people are abducted and not experimented you on. You think they come back? 
Now, I think people are just taken. Yeah, that's that's what I, I would I don't see think. why they would bring them I back. I wouldn't see them sending unless them back. They're, unless they just don't care. Unless, or unless they like do like a chip and they're tracking you. And, or well, here's it's my, some kind of social experience. You. Let's see how you... going really on a fart. <laughs> Can I finish my tangent? Wait, this we're is, waiting. It's my opinion. It's very thought out. Um, but sometimes I think they, the maybe they bring you back because they want to see how other... the. This like a social experience to see how the other rats in the cage react to you with your ludicrous story. Or maybe, maybe they, they think replace it's you. funny. Maybe. Maybe they do replace you. Maybe it's a changeling situation. Mm. But I do believe in aliens. I do believe 100% in abduction. I also believe this story. <laughs> One, because it's not the story as portrayed in the movie. They actually yeah. they changed the details of the abduction. And thought it was kind of every single one of those guys passed a lie detector tr- test. And those are inconclusive, I know. They're not always, they can't, but every single one of those dudes passed a lie, de- lie detector test, three of them twice. Well, here's my thing about it, okay? Um, do you believe that the speed of light is your speed limit? Like, things cannot go faster than the speed of light. I know I don't believe that. You don't think that that's the speed limit? No. Okay. I think it's ludicrous to believe, to believe that when we used to think that atoms were the smallest particle mm-hmm. and then subatomic, and we used to not be- know there was even dark matter, the fact that we think that this is the fastest that an object could travel, there has... If you think that's the speed limit, then there's no way that they, no. they could have been here because how far away is the nearest livable we're solar always, system? You know, hundreds of thousands of light years away and things like, okay, well, that's just not going to happen. Things. Um, if you believe that you can go faster than that or warp time and space, mm-hmm. then sure, maybe. Mm-hmm. Wormholes is a whole other option. Yeah. I just think to think it's that, just, that everything we, is so far away. Yeah. The chances of them being here this often, they would have to. Well, be it's, here. It's, it's the big thing with it is, is a question of time because it's, this is the Fermi, Fermi, Fermi paradox. This is basically every all of life has like a time limit. So it's like you have. This long for life, you have a planet that's habitable, you have this long before life can, life can grow on it. Then from that, you have this long before it can evolve, and you have this long, and at any point this can end. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? A rock could come and smash it, you know, and it's so, there could have been life that existed on planets that died out because they killed themselves with nuclear war or whatever, they just didn't get the, you know, so it's, there's, there's all these milestones that we have to, that, that civilizations have to reach. And, yeah. It's, but, it's all a cosmic... Fucking crapshoot. What about yeah. you, Tony? I believe in aliens. Uh, I, I could. Um, my, here's my thing. I'm kind of with John on this camp. Is if if we were to if if we were to with with the best tech that I could come up with, or not me, but you know what I mean, mm-hmm. people, we wouldn't go there. We would just send probes, and I wouldn't send probes the size of the moon like an Independence Day. I'd send microscopic probes. You know what I mean? I'd send a I'd send a ship that was really, you know, good size, pull near the moon, and just send a bunch of probes out to the planet or something and be watching us the whole time, and we'd never know anything about it. How I wouldn't come. Go and... I wouldn't go myself. Why would it, why waste or risk myself? The majority of people wouldn't. But then you think about gorillas in the mist. That woman who went and lived with the gorillas. There are people who there are, are always to go people to Mars and not come back. There are always people that want to go. Yeah, that's true. The majority don't. And when you think about it, it's one spaceship. So if my whole species is out there exploring the universe, billions of little green men, right? If that's my species, only one came to Earth. Like. It's not like it's 60 billion spaceships. It's just one. 
Could be. And they and they also the big one of the big theories with they call them the Greys or whatever is that they are basically just like us, but they've kind of they've all you know re- reproduced and and mixed their races and done all that stuff, and they've run out of genetic uh, material or whatever yeah so they'll come to us and go hey there's all kinds of shit going on here let's take some of their genes and use them you know i don't know maybe i mean and we are ex- there's an infinite amount of of maybes for this yeah. question and we're never gonna get yeah. you can't expect them to have the same moral values as us the same yeah. a desire to preserve life that most of the like that not even our whole species has <laughs> yeah. we all claim i was gonna say i can't even trust people to have that no you claim as society as a whole whole these are our values but when push comes to shove those are not actually our values well i have some reviews okay on the movie all right because um, he read one i have some I too <laughs> now you have to guess which is which okay this is a bad one this is from imdb uh dash com 121 scared the shit out of me i couldn't i couldn't sleep the night i saw this movie usually horror movies don't scare me but this one seemed like it could actually have happened and the movie was based on a true story then call your doctor to get some ambien to help you sleep lol i thought i thought a lot since uh i thought a lot since then about why i reacted so strongly to seeing this movie and came to the conclusion that I may have, my myself have may have been abducted in the past and just don't have any conscious memory of it. <laughs> Those ones are my favorite. I was abducted, but I don't remember it. Yeah. They cleared were my you, memory. Were you also Cleopatra in your former life? <laughs> Which Cleopatra? There's there was a lot. Well, I know because so, everybody was Cleopatra in their former life. They give Nobody's it. ever Bob the Builder. I was the King's Wiper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one ever claims uh, that. <laughs> ten out of ten. But people okay. wanted that. 10 out of 10. Yeah, that was a prestigious job. <laughs> I wouldn't want that job. This one's from Corn F- Cornflake Boy 20. Okay. Cornflake Boy 20? Is... Wait a minute, hold on. There was 19 other fucking Cornflake Boys? Apparently. <laughs> um, this is from, actually, that first one was from July 2004. Okay. This one's from November 2013. Interesting. Their title for this is Four Minutes of Aliens, 96 million Minutes of Hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> This movie must have been uh, approved by the participants in the true story quotations because the movie spends an inordinate amount of time, most of the time actually, telling us what ordinary folksy down-home nuclear family breeding good old boys these characters are. I expected to see them photographed in front of a giant flag like Patton. Blah, 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 blah. So he did not. This yeah, he didn't like clear care for it. That, I don't think these people are hillbillies at all. This is Arizona. Like, they're loggers, but, like, hillbillies has a southern connotation or, like, the Appalachia kind of connotation. This is the American Southwest. It's not a hillbilly. Mm-hmm. I, they're not even rednecks. Yeah. I think that that's... I also think that's if racist. you spent I don't know, too it's much something. time with the aliens, it wouldn't have been as scary. Like, if half the yeah. movie I took place thoughts. on the ship... Would you like to yeah. hear some other reviews? It's the, the little bit reviews? about the aliens. I do. It's, just, okay. it's shocking. Would you like to hear my reviews? Oh, Elaine, Elaine brought reviews. Uh, my, I mean, my we're never going to get to this movie. It's a two-hour movie. <laughs> it's going to take us 15 minutes. Tony has like no My <laughs> My sister and my brother have been texting me about unrelated things. So I told here's them. Two, here's two more reviews. <laughs> we saw this in the theater in 1993. It's the your only sister and your mother? Or my sister and your my brother. brother. Okay. okay, my mother took me, well, here we go. my sister and my brother to see this. I was 13. Jeff was 10. Audra was 15. Okay, we saw this in a double feature. She still has a movie. Oh no, because it gets fantastic. Okay. So I told them we were recording a 
an episode about Fire in the Sky and wanted to know if they have any thoughts to share. Audra says, oh, God, I can't believe you're going to watch that again. (laughs) And then I said that Tony picked it. I have no choice. And she goes, yikes. (laughs) All right. And then further down, and then she talks about maybe she'd watch it. She clearly did not because this was yesterday and she's not texted back with any additional thoughts. My brother, however, had this to share. Man, fuck that movie. <laughs> that is, by the way, the thought I would like you to share. And I'm like, I figured. And then we... Went, I appreciate that, Jeff. Thank you. Then we went on to discuss trying to figure out what movie we saw with this. And we figured it out. It was the fucking Sandlot. Oh, wow. That's a... Different themes. Who Which movie was first? Fire in the Sky. <laughs> Sandlot was a palate cleanser. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure was. <laughs> yeah. But You're still sitting there like, Hercules, like, what's with the butt stuff? Yeah. My sister at one point says, pretty sure mom took us to see that all by herself. Someone really wanted to see Fire in the Sky. And I'm like, nobody wanted to see Fire in the Sky. <laughs> I saw that for the first time on VHS. But, um, so... <laughs> and then I was watch I was watching it while I was texting it and she says, When are you watching it? And I'm like, right now. She's like, You'll have to tell me if it's still scary. And I said, Yes, it's still scary. <laughs> and then Audra and Jeff just started laughing. But we So Jeff definitely made it. <laughs> oh yeah. But it was terrifying. I remember Yay nay may bay, fuck that move A. So there's like when he had the main flashback, the one mm-hmm. that pretty much goes the the finale the of one. the movie. I didn't see any of that. I was so scared by the previous flashbacks that at this point I'm sitting on the floor of the movie theater <laughs> hiding my face into the seat. Jesus. Which is really unsanitary. Don't <laughs> I'm touching that the was floor my of the first theater. thought, sitting on the floor? <laughs> and hiding my face in the seat cushion? I mean, I could have got pink eye. Yeah. I remember one time, the only time ever, anything ever happened like that, we went to see the re-release of Empire Strikes Back with the new footage or whatever. So we were like, okay, cool. So we all went, and there, and when we got there, for some reason, there was not enough seats. And they were like, well, I was like, dude, we have tickets. And they're like, well, somehow there's not enough seats. And he's like, if you want, you could sit on the floor. I was like, eh, I don't need to see it that bad. <laughs> it's like, I know how this ends. Can you just change my ticket for a later yeah. showing? <laughs> I, Jeff and I were terrified of this This movie, movie scared the shit out of me when I first saw it. I've really? never seen, and yeah. this is the first time this I have seen it since. I saw it. I know, <laughs> but I figured. I just, I, I wasn't scared the first time I saw it. I also I saw this in like the middle of the day. Yeah, see, I watched it at night, and I wasn't Same alone. I was in a room full of people. We all Blair watched Witch it. Scared the shit out of me. But this is I watched it at night. By Blair myself. Witch did scare the shit. This out movie of me. is only PG thirteen, but I just think it's so weird that they showed this as a double feature with the Sandlot. Because <laughs> why is the Obviously, it's something for the parents and then something for the kids. But why in the world would those two movies yeah, be paired very together? Different. Somebody was smoking weed. Was like, no, we should put together. Dude, listen to this. I mean, parent company. I don't even know. What the hell was that theater in Michigan thinking? (laughs) Well, I will say that when I was very little, I watched a double feature of Bambi and Poltergeist. So we used to go to the (laughs) drive-in a lot when I was little, and they had a lot of weird double features like that too. But it's just like just to think about that today that they would come, like. That those would be in combo was just ludicrous yeah. to me. But I thought you guys would all get a kick out of that. So I'm about a kick out of it. I have lots more thoughts, but we'll save them. So the film, the film begins with a quote from Roman philosopher Seneca. Uh, Chance makes a plaything of a man's life. It opens with a pickup truck full of people. The truck is peeling out and jumping small mounds, driving recklessly to the point of running another truck off the road. And I was like, Jesus, slow Boy, down. This guy's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Pulls up to a bar. 
and we get the uh, title of uh, White Mountains, Arizona, 1975. All the passengers pile out and walk in into the bar in almost a trance-like state. A man sitting on the outside tries to address the main character, Mike, but he just keeps walking and doesn't answer. They all sit at a table together. Uh, they all seem in, they all seem in shock. Mike says they are sticking to the story no matter what. The rest of them agree. Mike walks to a payphone and makes a call. We cut to Lieutenant uh, Frank Waters. Uh, he's a special investigator called in by the sheriff. <laughs> the sheriff, explain, sheriff explains that a young man, Travis Walton, has gone missing. Waters listens to the sheriff break down each man and the crew, which is Mike, Alan, Greg, David, and Robert. I can have a little graph there. Yeah, because I never remember half these people. <laughs> Uh, Mike is Robert Patrick, the main character. You only really need to know Mike, um, and Travis. Alan. Mike, Travis, and Alan. Yeah, Alan's the driftery guy, and uh, who's the other guy? Travis, Mike. the one who oh, got Travis. abducted. Got Travis, who got abducted. And the, the Mike, religious the li- dude hangs out a lot more than the other ones. Yeah, the other ones yeah. might as well. They just disappear. <laughs> and well, here's the, th- but in the actual story, there was seven of them. They dropped the seventh man because they thought that it's was too, too many. many. Yeah. But they still had to keep, like, the reason there's so many characters is because this is, it's based on this based account. They all work, the crew all works together in tree removal. Uh, Waters listens to them, uh, listens to the sheriff and a few of his people talk, talk to him, but he doesn't understand what, what is the big deal? And he's like, they won't really tell him what's happening. He says, there's a missing man. That's why are you calling me down here for that? And the sheriff says, you know what, we're just going to go hear this from the horse's mouth. We're going to let them tell you. <laughs> and he goes, well, lead me to the horse then. They go in uh, to the bar. It's cleared out now and seems to be closed down. Water sits them all around the table and starts a tape player, like a recorder. Interview with the vampire callback. <laughs> Alan doesn't like this. Early front runner for John's favorite tertiary <laughs> object. <laughs> Well, now i got to pick a new one. Fuck off. That <laughs> I, was my favorite tertiary object. You don't have to pick a new one. There is not much to pick from. Uh, Alan doesn't care for this, but Water says, look, not wrong. he just wants a clear statement without any misinterpretation of what is said. Water says, instead of jumping into the story, tell me a little bit about Travis. What kind of person is he? And we get a flashback. Travis is riding his motorcycle across town, kind of crazily. Kind of like being an asshole. Yeah. Now I see why the aliens picked him. I cut to Mike. He's awakened by his daughters. He's in bed. They uh, get him up for breakfast. Uh, Mike asks his wife about <clears throat> the mortgage because they're behind. Um, then he kind of blows her off. He has to get his truck running to go to work. Travis pulls up and tries to talk to Mike. Mike ignores him and keeps working on the truck. Travis says, but he has an idea. He wants him and Mike to uh, start a motorcycle business. MT Motors. MT Motors. Their the prices are so good. It's always MT. Exactly. You get it? Dad joke. MT. Yeah. <laughs> Mike listens. Like he seems even a Mike little Travis, bit a little uh, amused by the pitch, but says, "Look, they're close. They're close look, to being. I'm going to lose my house, yeah. and I can't try to open a motorcycle and business. And they're almost close. They're almost. Like, we're going to get capital for that. Yeah. The this, deadline to clear the brush, too. This seems like the thing that they used to talk about when they were both single, but since then, Mike has gotten married. He's got kids. Now he can't make these, and Travis is still just. <clears throat> off by himself he can still have these kind of dreams but mike's like look dude i'm i gotta be realistic i gotta pay my bills we gotta finish this government contract on time or we're not gonna get paid and i'm gonna lose the house it seems 
later, like, Travis lives with his parents still, or with his mom. It's possible. But it also seems like Mike's sister lives with him, like, his parents are gone, and he's yeah. taking care of not just his wife and kids, but also his sister. sister. Yeah. <laughs> Married off that sister, Travis will take care of him. Which, it's, yeah, you never do see Mike's parents in any way, shape, or form. He's the only one with an income in this house with three adults and two children. I've <laughs> seen it before, it's possible. Is it terrible that every time his wife complained about money, I was like, why don't you have a job? <laughs> Well, she may just be taking care of the kids. Yeah, it's it 1975. Have, she, there's yeah. probably not any kind of child care in that small town. Yeah, there's. I was saying, she child care may cost more than. And you I don't get know paid. how old the girls were. Especially At least one of them is in school because she says she's in class with so and so. You would think maybe the sister would be working. Yeah. Which like, is like a waitress in town, but they don't. at home eating all my food. Yeah, it's a small town too. It seems so. Maybe there's just not any jobs that pay maybe. more than, like John said, more for daycare, or she may not be qualified for. You know, who knows? I mean, it's still seventy-five yeah. too, so it might not be expected. She may not have graduated high school, or you know, who knows? Maybe he didn't either. <laughs> That's another great point. Maybe he didn't either. Mm-hmm. So uh, Travis scoffs at all this, climbs up the side of the building or the side of the house. I mean, to go see his girlfriend Dana. And brings her donuts. She's happy to see him. Uh, Travis mentions marriage to her. Dana's taken back a little bit by this. He says, well, just think about it. Mike calls up to him. They need to get going. They pick up the rest of the crew, Alan, Greg, David, and Robert. Um, they pick, they uh, all fit into the truck. It's like six guys. Three in the front, three in the back. Uh, once they're there, they, they squabble a little bit, but once they're there, they grab chainsaws and start the deforestation um, cut and clean. I looked it up. Well, I didn't look it up. I listened to a couple of interviews with Travis, and uh, ooh, they make $27 for every acre they clear. God. Yeah. An acre? An acre. Basically a football field that these six dudes with chainsaws clear out to get $27. $27. Who negotiated that? this is 97, 90, or this is 75, so it's a little bit more than that, but still. Is that each or total? Because if it's total, then. The way he said it, it was total. So I don't know. Jesus. But. I want to have a a currency exchange calculator. Inflation Um, rate. Let's see here. So this is 1975, you said? Yes. Yes. All right, so $27. Keep talking with yourselves. I'll make Alan, this work. <clears throat> well, Alan. I was thinking it wouldn't be that hard to cut down that many trees. Like, you could get a can lot done in a day. Stumps, or can you just cut but the I don't think they remove the stumps, they but didn't. they do remove but the they have $35.56. To An acre. Six guys. Yeah, but you got to think clear. Cutting <laughs> down seven. the. You could seven. do a bunch of those. Uh, you could probably do five or six acres a day. It's clearing the logs that would be the problem. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to have it set up where, like, three of them cut and three, three of them, them cleared. Debris, yeah. But they uh, didn't have, like, a big truck. They were hauling away. Yeah, you never see it, like, chained to the back of Mike's truck. So, so, friends, who of you would like to go out and, and clear an acre for 20 bucks? If maybe you would, they, come to my house. My backyard <laughs> needs some clearing. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they stack all the wood. I got 135 bucks. <laughs> they stack all the wood and somebody buys that. I, um, I will tell you maybe. that we had the big-ass tree in front of our house cleared out, and it had a crew of, what, like, six guys, and that cost $1,000. Yeah. And they did that in about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they probably don't get the thousand dollars. I would like, think they you know, probably are. The town is probably maybe they're getting more for selling the lumber to a mill yeah. or the town. So there's probably other ways that they can profit off that as well. Mm. Mm, okay. So Alan's being a bit of a prick. Getting fucked on. <clears throat> seems yeah. to be always trying everyone, especially Travis. And they break. They take a break for lunch. Travis and Mike chat. Travis wants to do a hunting camping trip after they finish uh, this contract. 
uh, Mike switches the convo to how he's not sure uh, he's not sure he wants Travis to marry his sister. But then we cut back to um, the questioning, we, the, our, the normal time. Waters asks, the "Normal well, what, time? You know the the not flashback. The not flashback." <laughs> Waters asks, "Well, what happens then?" And Mike says, "They finished for the day and they all left." And he's like, "Well, you mean you all left besides Travis, right?" He's like, "No, Travis came with us." And he's like, uh, "Okay." Uh, Waters walks over to Alan, sitting away from the rest of the group. He goes, "Is that true?" And Alan says, "Yeah, why?" He goes, "It just it seems you and Alan, you and uh, Travis have a problem." He's like, "No." And he says, "He's just messing around." Having some fun. No law against that. Is Waters notices Alan's hand has a fairly decent sized cut on it. It looks kind of bad. And when I ask, Alan says, he did it to himself. It's no big deal. The rest of the guys I all... believe. I mean, I don't remember seeing them all in some big heavy-duty gloves. If I and go out just to try to trim a bush, I almost always cut myself <laughs> at least somewhere. <laughs> True, I could cut my hand open I mean, Whether yeah. my gloves just don't go high enough and I get it on my arm, or <laughs> I mean, it's believable. Tony almost killed himself with a knife. That's true. <laughs> I was there. What a podcast episode did we discuss? I don't about? know. Final Destination, I think. <laughs> I think so too. Yes, Somewhere we see our episode about Final Will, Destination. Will gave me shit. He goes, "You almost died and you didn't tell me." I was like, "Well, I've almost died a few times. So <laughs> it's not something I wear like some kind of." Cool guy badge. It's usually me being a dumbass. I have the same exact reaction. Like, you almost died? Why am I learning about this now? Well. Please see our episode on Final Destination. There's some gems in there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but Alan says, look, it's no big deal, whatever. The rest of them all kind of shoot looks at each other, glances. And the sheriff cuts in and says, look, it's cool and all, but just tell me about what you saw. The boys say, Alan saw it first. And he's like, yeah. Uh, It was like a fire. Fire in the sky. Oh, we cut mm-hmm. back to the flashback. Happened. And they looked right at the camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did that look from Jim from the office. Mm-hmm. We cut back to the flashback. Half of them are falling asleep while Mike drives. Alan sees something in the woods. Half of the woods are bathed in a bright red light. One by one, they all shuffle around in the moving truck to see it better. What is it, the sunset? No, nah, it's the wrong side. Forest fire? Could be. Maybe a plane crash. The lights start to move as the truck uh, drives also and then the radio on the truck gets all static and it goes from country music to just you know static stop messing around mike wants to stop and look at it oh no mike wants to stop and wait it out because they're on this one road is going towards it and it's the only way the only way they're getting home why is it always a thing in these um alien movies is that when you get close you know the radios go out and everything it's like i gotta think that their communication would be a little bit different than ours wouldn't be using the same frequency as your local fm station it's just there always has to be some kind of like interference or something i don't even think you'd notice no it's like well how do you know they're not trying to you know communicate with us probably because we don't know how to receive their signal (laughs) i mean we don't have wi-fi until just recently whatever they were doing if there was aliens, mm. I firmly believe there was. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just because the movie's really. Was bathing the sky in some kind of red light. Mm-hmm. So maybe whatever they were looking for or doing, maybe they were stopping to get some sort of mineral that helps fuel their ship or something, whatever. And it was. Maybe they blocked some satellites or something. Yeah, whatever process they were doing filled the sky with this red light that made them think of similar to a forest fire, but not a forest fire because they were very clear that it couldn't have been a fire it seems like they were and clear it couldn't have been a forest fire but it can't but this is the closest they could also this it. is so they were clearly radio so but, but they were clearly so doing something <laughs> today's radio 
If I'm driving, when, every day when I drive down the highway to get to work, when I get to, to that Indian River Road exit, mm-hmm. where all the CBN network is, there is one radio station that stops working yeah. every yeah. time. It doesn't work until I'm past the exit and I'm close to Greenbrier. Yeah. <laughs> or you go in the, t- if you go through and the Aaron downtown said it tunnel. And to her too with that same radio station. It does not work over there. <laughs> but if you go through the downtown tunnel, you lose yeah. signal. So well, it could that's just. because you're underwater. <laughs> Yes, but they were cl- they were doing something. They could have been doing something that blocked the signal. Yeah. Well, either way, they stop for a second, and Travis bolts out the door. The rest of the crew stay in the idiot. truck, calling for him. You wouldn't want to see what it is. But Travis keeps walking. I'm not getting out of the car. Okay, right? I have a question. No, no, sh- this is gonna be great. One at a time. One at a time. So we're same situation. You're driving down the street. And you see that? Do you get out and check it out? No. Do you get out and check it out? No. And here's why. <laughs> I don't need that. I should need a yes or no. <laughs> But it's not like it's just a light in a far off distance. They're at kind of a clearing. They could see it from the car. Mm-hmm. Okay. So honestly, I'm with them. I'm I would with totally go check I it out. I would stop the truck and waited for it to stop. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, me, me and me and John would be on our, our one way it. ticket to uh, butt stuffville. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and the other thing that I really you know makes it hard to leave the bed here is where are all the satellite the cell phone videos. Yeah. Like, all the they come out every once in a while, they're like, yeah, that's fake. Yeah, that's fake. But they would be, like, every five minutes. Because you can't do anything without someone busting out a cell phone nowadays. Yeah. I can fly faster than the speed of light across the stars. You don't think I can mess with your cell phone technology? Um, if they think you're an animal and they give a shit, why would they? I mean, if they can get here, they probably have some stuff they can whoop our ass. Unless they're not worried about your cell phone. Why would they be hiding? Because if I was a big bad alien, know where I'd land? White House. Why? <laughs> Be like, we're here. We're gonna have to but take some of your you people. This country. I don't know. Which <laughs> yeah, I for all we know, the they're all... that we're the greatest country in the world. <laughs> Why? I don't want to take over your planet. I just want to experiment you, experiment on you, or I just want to steal your resources. I don't need to have any interaction with you if I can avoid it. We don't it. have the most resources. <laughs> people, would, but you're not the smartest. They should be. They'd be taken out like. You know, let's be honest, the Asians are doing the best test for us. <laughs> no, they're probably going to be over there. And we don't know. Like, maybe they just hang out in Russia all the time. Ooh, there's a question. Maybe That's it's true. In Siberia. Siberia. We would never know. Or Antarctica. <laughs> we know there's or there's mineral deposits under there that we can't get to because of all the glaciers. And they have that really cool um, drilling laser that they had in Alien vs. <laughs> Predator. I mean, I'm just saying we don't really, like... This wasn't here yesterday. <laughs> So Travis stands under the large craft, I guess. The ground starts to rumble and shake. Uh, Travis run, starts to run away from the craft, but a beam of light hits him neat? and kind of freezes him in place and then throws him to the ground, possibly killing him. And they're like, oh, he's dead. I'm like, how do you say that he's dead? He fell over. <laughs> the men inside the truck start screaming. Well, he flew through the air about 15 feet. That wouldn't kill you. Yeah, but most people you, don't know that that wouldn't kill them the only time you say that 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 killed them is when you're like fuck this guy let's go yeah that's not true you could fall four feet and die uh-huh who is that that's zed fuck or zed zed's dead baby let's go die. yeah like there's like they're already like i'm sorry that would be terrifying i would assume you were dead too i wouldn't leave your body behind but i would assume you were dead lane didn't learn anything from gi jane i would have backed the truck up <laughs> i would fucking go get him and wait like, i don't give a shit i'm I waiting I if it's us and it's john if unless john's head came off 
We'll come back and get him if his head come off. <laughs> I'm going to get him. I don't give a shit about I'm not getting idiots. out right now, though. I'm backing up. No, I'm, I'm keeping out. eyes I'm on it. I'm not leaving any of my and friends. And I'm waiting. I'm going to get I out would, now because look, there's a chance that they may take him. And I'm going to get him. But they're going to take you, too. <laughs> I would go get him. There's two of us. <laughs> I would back. Look, I, would, I wouldn't get out of the truck. But if you got blasted 15 feet, I would go get you. Eventually. But. <laughs> Send a letter. In five days and I six I would hours. fucking hit the door lock so you couldn't get out of the car <laughs> and drive off. Not 1975, you wouldn't. Yeah, that's We're right. They're rolling windows down. <laughs> could Roll faster! Have, could they have <laughs> just driven the truck over to him? It's yeah. a truck. Yeah, they could have done that. Maybe. And just I pulled mean, him into the truck and tried to drive and, off. And it's a, a pickup truck. Get two guys in the back. Grab him. Throw him in the back. Saying, go for the door. Think about you. You think you'd get out of the truck. Think about how terrifying that would actually be in real life. That's that's think about 10. how terrifying. That's why I'm saying I'm you're not. Get out of the truck. You're not gonna make s- smart Sound choices. Yeah. 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 Your fu- your fight or flight mm-hmm. is gonna kick and, in. And, and I know you have a flight. <laughs> well, we know that you have fight, John. But the rest of us, you don't know until you get there. What's funny, it just happens like tomorrow, I'm the one who runs away and the three of you go check it out. <laughs> I know that I'm not a person who tends to freeze. I would do something, but I probably wouldn't go up to the light. <laughs> I would. Because th- there is the third option. fight, flight, or nothing. Yeah, I've been yeah in, I hate I've when people in... freeze. It takes, I, honestly, I think I'm a freezer. I, it t- I freeze for like 15 to 20 seconds long enough to die. And because it takes. That's more than enough time to die. It takes my brain time to switch gears. So I'm probably a freezer. <laughs> She's analyzing. In, a, in any of the dangerous stuff I've been in, it's always get my friend. Yeah. And so I'm going to get my friend. Now, if, like I say, if, if he's bleeding, like if he looks if like his he's head dead, comes off. then I'm not going to get him. But I would run and grab him and run. Yeah, if his head comes off, yeah. like, all right. Yes, but Carly, you would be in the truck recording everything on your cell phone camera. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. The aliens would block that because they give a fuck about you recording them. I tend to be we don't a know, big man. cell phone camera recorder. Like... <laughs> By the time I got my phone out and got the camera, oh, because my phone is probably in the bottom of my bag yeah, somewhere. That's true. That's true. <laughs> if she has it with her. All right. Anyway, all go right. ahead. Okay. All right. So Continue they all on. scream, you know, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. And and he's uh, he's like, no, I'm not leaving my friend. And they're like, he's dead. And they keep pushing him and pushing him. And finally, he's like, fuck, we're going. And they run. It's kind or of like they, my they mentality a little bit. Mike's all fucked up by it. He's still driving. But after a while, um, he feels bad. And turns back, goes to turn back around, drops all of them off. Says, "Look, you know, you guys can do what you're gonna do, but I'm gonna at least go try." They're like, but you can't leave us here. <laughs> like we're gonna die out here. Yeah. The light, the red light, appears to have disappeared. So. Um, they cut back to the bar. Mike is in tears, saying he searched the woods but could find no sign of Travis. They took him. Waters is like, uh, you expect me to believe aliens came down in a spaceship and took your friend away? He's yeah. like, yes. Because <laughs> that's what happened. Waters thinks this is a bunch of horse shit. Uh, and the boys are all acting very scared and possibly guilty. Except Alan. Waters asks him about that. Alan says, whatever. He wasn't my friend. Mike asks, uh, shouldn't we all go up there and look for him? And Waters says, look for what? Aliens took your friend away, remember? The sheriff gets all in their info and tells them, tells Waters, look, uh, this is kind of all we're going to be able to do tonight. We're going to, tomorrow morning, first thing, we're going to go get a, you know. Search party together. Horses, jeeps, helicopters, everything. And he says, okay, 6 a.m. And you got to think, Mike had <clears throat> probably been like, look, I dro- he went back to look, but did he 
stop in the right place? Could he miss yeah, the body? The, that's the problem. Man. Like this is a long this road. That's why he wants you to go back because he's not sure. Like I couldn't find him, but I, I need <clears throat> help. Help me look. Like, it's, it's a couple things going on. One, your best friend's missing. That's traumatizing. Two, your reality's broken if you believe the aliens come. You know, it's like, it's, as much as we can all sit in Monday morning quarterback this, you really can't tell. I, I, I say I would go for John and whatever, who, Elaine mm-hmm. and Carly, but this is aliens. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's reality breaking. It's like, we all believe in aliens, but it's different when there's a fucking one floating above you. <laughs> oh, you know, it's like shit. But, yeah, so we don't know what kind of trauma or pressure this guy's under. But either way, you know, at least he seems like he wanted to save his friend. Tony would see it and say shit. He, <laughs> he would actually stop, stop and say shit. <laughs> Waters looks in Mike's truck, um, kind of just shifts through around the junk in there. He says, it is kind of beat up to shit. Um, and then he says, hmm, I just wonder where on earth these boys could have come up with such an outlandish story. And then he hands the sheriff a basically it's basically an inquirer, but yeah. it's not called that. It's something else because they don't the National Mirror or yeah, any other arbitrary the Chicago um, Sun or whatever on, it was. On the, the New York page. Times, the Washington Post. Yeah. Any other it was not a Times or Post. It was the Inquirer, the Sun. Yeah, it's or like the National Inquisitor or something. They just changed the word. But, just uh, enough to not get sued. On the front page is, is a a story: of Nebraska man kidnapped by aliens. And then he goes, "Look, this is just simple murder." Mike pulls up to his house, sees Travis' motorcycle, and hangs his head low. Inside, Dana and Katie are holding hands watching the news. Um, it seems to be poking fun at the whole story, but at the same time, Dana's like, well, you just left him there? Also, this is all over the news already. Well, the bartender... Okay, so they were in the bar. You can see the bartender at the end of the bar. So it was the sheriff, the investigator, them, but the guy that owned the bar was in there the whole time. So as soon as yeah, they left, was. what do you fucking think he did? Yeah. I would be calling you immediately. Dude, okay, so <clears throat> Carly, John, Tony, listen to what this dude just said. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go, hey, news, uh, drop 500 bucks, Venmo, Venmo me 500 bucks, I'll give you the biggest story you've had all, all This is not your 75, Venmo's like, not a Well, you know what I mean. But still, they're immediately, they, he's going to call somebody. <laughs> the first time they say that Travis was... Kidnapped by aliens. And they did have to wait for Waters to get there. Yeah. yeah. Who knows how long that took. Yes. Yeah. So he's going to call somebody. And Waters, Waters says they, well, actually, I don't know if I read this in real life or in, in this or whatever. Either way, they waited two hours before they told anyone. That's part of it. So they're like, hmm. Like they were just trying, like drinking or like something. They went trying to, to the bar the and they all needed to decompress. Yeah. <laughs> they had to wrap their mind around what they're going to say. And... That was not in the movie, but okay, that's that might probably be something right. Real life. But, um, okay, so Mike says, look, I don't know where he is. Uh, and he explains what happened to them with the lights and the, fire, the red light and all that. Dana doesn't believe it either and begins to cry. We well, it's kind of an unbelievable story. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to David. He's in a church crying and praying for forgiveness. Then we cut to the next morning. True to his word, the sheriff has hundreds of people with dogs, horses, helicopters flying around. They're searching the shit out of it, doing the human chain, the whole shebang. Mike and the guys <clears throat> show matters where the abduction area was. He's not impressed. He says, you said there's this obvious depression here. I'm not seeing it. Then Greg from another spot goes, hey, I found it, guys. It's over here. 
Water's just like, what the fuck, man? Where is this area? It's like, look, it was night. Yeah, actually, <laughs> it I'm was night. Sure. It was scary. We, this is where we, you know. This is the area that yeah. <laughs> we had come around this curve, but we hadn't gotten to that curve. <laughs> so then we see J- uh, Travis's brother, Dan, Jack Frost, comes over, <laughs> grabs Mike, and he goes, where the fuck is my little Dog brother? trash. Mike says, if something happened to him, I'm going to hold you personally yeah. responsible. Mike I was says, like, Look, that we'll is the him. voice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he says, okay, well, which one of you is this Alan guy? Where's Alan at? And uh, like, he can come. Mike says, he ain't here. And he goes, well, I looked into him overnight. He's a hefty... He Without a, internet. <laughs> yeah. He has a hefty prison record, assault with a deadly weapon. If anything happened to my baby brother, I think it's him, and I'm going to hold you responsible. Well, we don't know. This guy might have his best, his best buddy might work at the sheriff's office. Yeah. Maybe. So the group continues to search. Greg and David uh, notices a Native American gentleman walking around watching all of this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what's his deal? And he's like, well, we're thought, right on the edge are of Are we going to go visit the Native American, see if they know anything? It, was, uh, it never comes back? Yeah. It, was, it, it again. <laughs> well, I thought it was funny because they see the Native American gentleman and then they find the buried body. Yeah. Which... I thought it was going to turn out to be a Native American burial <laughs> for some reason. I didn't think it was going to be a hunter's dog, but because they, I thought they made that thing about being so close to the reservation so that when they find the body, no, no, this is an Indian burial. Yeah. Never came back. Burial, yeah. so I they, don't know why they saw that dude in the woods. So like, she, <laughs> yeah. like she said, they the dogs start going crazy at this Could one. Favorite tertiary either. There you go. This one place, the dogs and everybody start digging at it and they find something. They find some large bones. Everyone stares and at And they're all place. like dusty and shit. Like, if yeah. they killed this guy, it was yesterday. Yeah, I was it's like... It's definitely not even him. Even if those are human, it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I thought it was going to be some kind of Native I mean, American I guess burial. it could have burned him or something. Who the hell knows? No, I think yeah, you can't but, dry a bone that fast. <laughs> but uh, either way, the sheriff walks up and goes, okay, some hunter buried his dog here or whatever. The same Travis. Later that night, Mike's alone in his room. Katie comes in and says Dana's gone to stay with Travis's family and that the tree company called. They're You're done. fired. <laughs> yeah. Mike nods. Katie says, well, what are we going to do? Mike blows up at her. Look, my best friend's missing and all you care about is money. Tight. Yep. <laughs> she says, uh, well, she cares about the house and that everyone in the town thinks he had a hand in Travis's disappearance. They yell and fight. Uh, back and forth. And he loudly. wants to know, do you think I had a hand? Do you think I killed Travis? And she does not say yay or nay, which definitely means, yeah, I think you killed fucking Travis. Or I think you know how he died, died. and you're not telling I think you're lying to us, and I want you to tell the truth. She said, and she does say, uh, you know, I believe that you didn't kill Travis, but this UFO stuff is too much. And I don't know. I honestly don't know how I'd react if Tony came home and told me that his best friend had been abducted by aliens <laughs> and people thought maybe he had something to do with his disappearance i don't know what it's i would say it's too much it's like she said it's a lot of information to process yeah so mike leaves and goes to a motel for a night uh the manager says that they'll be booked solid tomorrow so he's probably you know lucky that he came in he says who the hell's coming here and he's like ufo buffs reporters everyone's coming here to try and figure out what happened mike says look can you, can you do me a favor and, and keep a secret? He says, yes. And he's all excited. He goes, just don't tell anybody I'm here. He's like, oh. 
So the next morning, Mike comes out of his hotel room. He's hounded by reporters as soon as he walks out the door. I was like, so he can't like, you can't. you fucking liar. Mike also, how off. did you pay for this hotel room? <laughs> uh, I wondered about that, too. I mean, maybe it's one of those, this is a small town, 75 is like $3 or something. But yeah. either way, it's like, you know. I, I don't like your movies where like we don't have enough money to feed our food, you know, or feed our family. We but anyway, fight, we're gonna so do it. Yeah. Stay in the hotel. Like, mm. No, I'm just gonna stay on the couch because yeah. we can't afford for me to leave. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if it's a small town like and it's a local, then maybe he can trade services yeah. with the you oh, know do some of the upkeep or whatever. Gross. <laughs> What, he's going to cut down the guy's trees in the backyard? <laughs> yeah, but you said it like he was going to, like, Do suck his dick. I did not say that. You implied that you with your brain. Like. That's, that was your brain. That was not me. I said, and so. I just Listener, think it's gross that Tony people have to sell their bodies the for money. <laughs> it's the world's oldest profession. So David yeah, and Mike. I, and <laughs> I think it's terrible pe- that people have to do that. Hey, to each his own. So David and Mike go into town. Uh, people all over are whispering, gawking at him, pointing at him. Um, he stopped by Jarvis Powell. <clears throat> he says, look, um, he might be able to help. He knows about these sort of things. He's a ufologist, and he knows the truth. Yeah, and they man. take his card or like, okay, whatever, dude. This That's what dude. I would do. Be like, all right, man. <laughs> yeah. So Mike and Dave enter a diner. Everyone there gets quiet immediately. Because uh, they were talking about him. Yeah. <laughs> they sit at a table with Greg and Robert. They explain how this whole thing has blown up too much and Waters is all over them, saying if they uh, saying if they confess, he can help them out of this trouble. One of the locals comes up, starts to try to pick a fight with the boys, but the sheriff and Waters stroll in and quash it. The sheriff wants to know where Alan is, and they say, well, we don't know. The sheriff says, well, I want you all to take a lie detector test, because if you pass it, it'll strengthen the defense of your case. Mike says, they'll think about it. Waters pulls Mike aside, uh, outside, and once out there, he says, uh, look, uh, Greg told him that the cut on Alan's hand was from an altercation with Travis the same day he went missing. Is that true? Mike begrudgingly admits it. Waters says, well, uh, he's done this job a long time. He's pretty sure that you didn't kill Travis, but I'm not sure why you're helping cover any of this up. He's like, I know you guys didn't I. He's pretty much saying Mike did not do. He's pretty much saying that Alan, that I know that Alan has killed Travis, but I don't know why you guys are covering it up because nobody seems to like this dude. So just come clean. Yeah. But that's not what happened. Everybody's like, well, that's not what happened. And actually, all facts facts in this case support that that is not what happened because Travis is not dead. (laughs) Spoiler. They don't know that. David and Mike go outside, and uh, Mike says, look, we're going to go um, go get Alan. He says, I thought you said you didn't know where he was. He says, I lied. <laughs> they pull up, to, uh, pull up to his, I guess, trailer, ranch, hang house out. setup. Caravan yeah, thing. A bunch of uh, Mexican, Latino guys all hanging out, playing poker. It uh, could have been on their reservation, maybe. Yeah, that was. I was waiting for it to be a reservation of Native Americans, but they were all speaking Spanish, so I was like, is that a thing? I don't know. Well, that's why I wondered if it was... If he was perhaps, they don't really say if what the descent of this gentleman was, but <clears throat> if he was maybe part Native American, part or Mexican, yeah. yeah, because then it would maybe make sense that he was kind of on the reservation yeah, where maybe the migrant workers go. So you're saying he could have been Mexican Indian, like a good character, oh <laughs> Chavez y Chavez, <laughs> like ah. the native peoples of Mexico. I just wanted to say Chavez y Chavez. I know you did, but I'm just saying like, but We're if it was, if there was pounds. some kind of connection there, then maybe 
they they were on the reservation. That's why the cops didn't know because fucking um, maybe the the Native Americans aren't always going to cooperate with local law enforcement because get off my land. <laughs> so Mike and David pull um, Alan from his game and say, "Look, uh, Waters knows all about the cut on his hand on Travis's hand." And I says, mm. "I told you that dumb story wasn't going to fly." Mike says, "He just wants to know about the us taking lie detectors." Uh, what do you think about that? The sheriff wants us all to take them to see if we're telling the truth or not. Now it says, look, man, lie detectors are very dangerous because if they say you lied, you lied, whether you did or not. Mike says, but it could clear us. He goes, well, it could it could clear you, but they don't need a, a body to file murder charges, and they ain't going to find Travis ever. Waters will have a shit ton of pressure to put put on him by, to solve this case, and guess who that will lead them, lead them to? So how long before Waters leans on you guys before you all just point fingers at me? Mike says, look, if we do this, we'll take the lie detector test, and we all have to take it together. Now, and, and Mike starts to uh, get into a pushing contest and a bit of a fight, but David steps in. a little bit of a in. scuffle. Mm-hmm. David steps in and pushes them all apart. He goes, look, just be there. And then Dan and the rest of Travis's family watch the news story along with the rest of the people in the town. The reporter hints that people are thinking it's murder. So the town holds a big meeting at a church. Various people are voicing their concerns. How long are we going to put up with this UFO nonsense? How long are these UFO people are going to be here? Uh, why haven't you arrested them? We know they did this. And Mike kind of saunders in, into the back of the church. Um, and hears all this and starts to confront them. He says, you really think I killed Travis? I went to school with you guys. My kids go to school with your children now. He goes, I wish he was here, and I don't like what happened to him. But... You know, he says to the sheriff, you know what, fuck it. We'll take your, your damn lie detector test. Everyone shuts up and Mike leaves. Because the sheriff flat out told the town they refused <clears throat> to take a lie detector test. I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> but he also said that there is no evidence of any kind of foul play. There's nothing. We got nothing to charge them with. disappeared. We found no body. We found no blood. We, we found, found no clothes. We found no nothing. nothing. So unless these guys confess, they can't charge them. No. Like they got no body, but no crime scene, no here's, evidence. No here's weapon. the thing that strikes me about this is imagine you live in this town. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody in the town we live in said they were abducted by our my body was abducted by aliens, we would be like, "Oh, whatever." And we go on about our day because we <laughs> live in probably a, the navy. We <laughs> live in a, a very large area. <laughs> but if you lived in a town that only had what 500 people in it, 2,000 people in it, and you know everybody, this would be a big deal. Like one of the people at the meeting, one of the women said, my children are terrified. The aliens are going to come and get them. Like imagine how... simple folk in a small town. But when you know everybody and it's so close to home, like if Tony was abducted by aliens, it would really affect us. But if Joe Blow was abducted by aliens, we wouldn't even care. Honestly, so this if is people two doors down from me were, I, I probably wouldn't notice that. Yesterday. <laughs> our new neighbors were outside in the driveway yesterday. Which was and they while were I, No, while I was taking in groceries, I didn't even wave at them. <laughs> See, that's fucked up. I wave at the they people didn't who even live. Make, I, I looked over a couple times. They did not make eye contact with me. So I just kept bringing my groceries in and didn't eat. Well, to be to be fair, so like they, they can, are still kind of pandemic-y. So I always wave at the people that live directly next I, door. I've met people recently, <laughs> and they wave back. We're friendly enough. 
I don't know their names or anything, but we but wave. You should be friendly enough for, friendly. hey, if something happens, you're like, oh, no, I got to run. But those house. houses, I don't even know what those people My mom like. knows. <laughs> my, when I was growing up, you knew everybody on your street. Mm-hmm. Most of the people on we the street in front of you. Most of the people on the street and behind you. All your friends lived in the neighborhood. Like, you knew who everybody was. And that's that's more like this. Like, Oh my God! What if Mr. Evans was abducted by aliens? This would freak me out. Now I know you guys don't know, but that's just for all. Elaine's gonna be worried about being abducted by aliens for the next few weeks. Elaine now. finds aliens terrifying, which is why she believes in aliens. And yes, <laughs> yes, she does. We haven't even gotten to the, what I think is the most terrifying thing in this whole movie. The syrup? No, Alan's hair. The fact that there wasn't a lid on the syrup and it moved really fast. How all right, let's get to that. House? <laughs> so the next day, they sh- right? The next it's day, it's real syrup. It flows better than that corn fucking starch shit. The next day, they show up at the meeting place, the swamped with reporters, but they push through them. Um, they meet the guy that's going to do the test. His name's like Cy, Cyrus, Cyrus or something. Um, he Cyril. says he'll test them. He'll test them, and he'll know if they're lying or not. Alan says, or it will tell everyone what the police want them to say. Alan does not believe any of this shit. He thinks that this is just all a trick to get them to put him in jail. And the guy's like, look, I don't give a fuck about whether you guys tell the truth or not. I'm just here to do the test. He's one of the best in the world, apparently, whatever that means. And he's going to tell them. I love in all these movies, we have the best guy in the world. We flew him out. He's the best there ever was, ever will be. Is this guy? I'm like, um. The best I wanted to hear, he's all right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's he's got about sixty percent winning. Well, they're trying to convince these guys to take the lie detector. This is how I know you're lying. Like, this is the best polygraph guy in the world. Like, no, you didn't fly him in here no. for this. <laughs> we didn't murder. We didn't fucking vanish the you're president. Not looking for a serial Although, killer. <laughs> this inspector. One dude vanished in the middle of nowhere. But maybe okay. But this inspector gentleman has a reputation of having no unsolved crimes. Which I also claim to be bullshit. Waters. And he, Waters did say, you know, that's what they say, but he, he didn't confirm that that is 100% like, true. not a bad reputation but, but he came in... That's not true. Or but he, he just takes easy, crazy shit. Yeah, right. But he came in to solve this murder and it's been in all the papers. Yeah. Because this yeah, was... it's a big deal. This is a big deal. This it's is a big story. So it's all over the news. So maybe they would get a cert- uh, someone who is considered an expert. I'm sure they didn't fly this guy in from New York, but if they maybe went to California. California, Because yeah. it's either either these kids are lying or aliens are real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> either these kids are lying and killed some... Well, not kids, but these people are lying well, and killed their friend. They're in their 20s. Or aliens are real. They're, they, one or the, the other. Actors what they don't tell you is the best polygrapher in the world actually lived in Russia back then. They had to fly this guy from <laughs> Russia. <laughs> Moscow. I, I'm yeah. saying he was probably some kind of an expert. It makes sense yeah. that they would bring in somebody who they could cite maybe had been involved in some other... Yeah. Large it's the best they can get their hands on. They're, yeah. just, they're just trying to reassure the boys that this isn't bullshit. Because the thing is, and I don't, we don't have to get into discussion about this, but from what I've learned and studied about the polygraphs, which isn't a lot, but they're bullshit. They're just basically intimidation mm-hmm. tactics to get you to spill stuff and to try and see if you're bullshitting. So, but the thing about it is, is the one thing he's true about is they don't care. They're like, I don't care if you killed this guy. I don't, I'm not a cop. I don't, it doesn't matter to me whether you killed your friend with an axe or aliens are real. I'm just here to get the fucking information because that's what I'm paid to do. What polygraphs do is it judges your body. Yeah. You react differently when you're lying. Yeah. So it judges how you react. So what they don't show in these are all the control questions. They yeah. ask you a whole shitload of Which control they do, questions. They do show in this a, a couple. Bit. 
And then what color well, I'm is my polygraph shirt? And then yeah, I take a polygraph to, test too. Yeah. And they just take forever because they, they ask you the same things over and over. All they're doing is looking for inconsistencies yeah. in the way your body's reacting. Yeah. That's all it is. And what they're saying is your body reacts differently when this was asked. Yeah. This is what it was. So they do. They do start to tr- control questions. Is this your name? Is this your address? Is my shirt white? Which is funny because the guy's shirt is kind of white, kind of not. Like, so He's like, so I like how the one dude turned. Yeah. Please yes look forward. No, like only. you asked me a question yeah. about what you're wearing, man. <laughs> yeah, I forget his name, but he's he's actually the kid from ET. Yes. <laughs> but I can't. I don't remember. Elliot. Yeah, Elliot. <laughs> so they keep doing that, and one by one, they're all kind of getting scared. But but they, um, his main character, not Travis. Uh, Mike. Michael. He seems not to be scared. He's just like telling the fucking truth. He's like, look, dude, this is what it is. This is what it is. The rest of the friends are all kind of tertiary and all this, and they're just like scared to death doing it. Alan is not. He's just it's like, fuck all this. So he just sells him whatever he can. You know. Alan is nervous about the polygraph because he knows that he's the main suspect. And he thinks he's, he's being railroaded. He thinks he's being railroaded. Mm-hmm. So, and his polygraph was incon- inconclusive. Yeah. Was there a large floating disc? Did it shoot a beam at Travis? Did the beam kill Travis? Do you like Travis? Did you kill Travis? This is all ten questions they ask. They all wait around afterwards. Sheriff and Waters come in. And uh, And you know they've been there all fucking day. All fucking day. Because six of them, or five of them, because there's five, sorry. Five of them had to do this test that takes forever. Yeah, one by one by this one dude. It's not lunchtime. It's It's after dark. It's a lot of fucking waiting around. Um, So the sheriff and Waters come in and they say all the tests... All the tests were conclusive, except one was off. So what they're going to do is they're going to have them all come back tomorrow, and they're going to do it all again. Like, Mike goes off. Fuck. Like, no, fuck this. He goes, we did your damn tests. We sat here like guinea pigs for hours and hours, and we're not doing it again. And if you want to charge us, go ahead. And he gets all in Water's face. The Water doesn't say anything. Because yes, at this point, he knows, like, you don't have anything. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> so then he storms off. After they leave, the sheriff um, asks the tester, Cyrus or whatever. Um, Cyrus, the damn virus? Yeah. <laughs> he says, so what was the deal? And he says, they all came back true that they're telling the truth, except Alan. Alan's unreadable because he's just a mess. Because he was too nervous, which or makes sense. Yeah. And Waters isn't happy. And but, he kept, which when we flashed to He's not him, a sociopath. He kept veering from yes If you're a sociopath, yes no. you can't polygraph yes. you. Yeah. He was very... Because you, you don't care. It's yeah. like... Yeah, did no, you like him? Yeah. I don't. I was indifferent to him. Yeah. Did you, he was veering from yes or no more yeah, than he didn't want to answer was. the yes or no questions yeah. because he was afraid he was being railroaded. But everybody else agreed that Travis was abducted by aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Are you wearing a blue shirt? Stop looking down. I, don't know. <laughs> I can't but remember what color your shirt like, was, dude. <laughs> I know, which I think is like, interesting. They, they feel your butt and everything. It's weird. <laughs> so Mike goes home and sleeps on the couch. His uh, little girls pass out on him. Um, Katie comes in and is like, are you sleeping here tonight? Or are you going back to the hotel? He goes, I'll sleep here. Is that a problem? She's like, no, it's whatever. I mean, it is my house. The phone rings. <laughs> I know, bitch. Why are we paying for this hotel room? <laughs> so the phone rings and she answers it, gets pissed off and slams the phone down. And Aliens are here. <laughs> um, Mike is like, uh, what the fuck is that? And he goes, we get in these crank calls sometimes during the day, but now they're starting up in the middle of the night. And he says, what? And she goes, well, I'll answer the next one. And then it calls him, pretty much calls right back. And he answers the phone, and it's a collect call from Travis. Uh, Bur- what's his name? Travis Walker? Waters? Walton. Walton. Travis Walton. And he says, I'll accept it. And then the voice comes over the line. And it's, Mike! It's really scratchy, fucked up and graveled, but it sounds like Travis. And he says, help me. And then they hang up and, you know, they talk or whatever, hang up and roll. 
Mike, David, Dan, and Dana. So you got to stop and go pick everybody up. Yeah. yeah. So you get a panicked phone call. Well, Come help me. Oh, yeah, He's like, all right, let me go round up the guys. I'll be there in a and little bit. And his brother's there. So they go. He goes to pick up some people to go find. I would definitely get his brother. I would get I want no yes. one. I, I want, would get in the car. No, no. I, I want, want witnesses. Yeah. I want someone to see this. And I figure his brother. Well, if you're going and to pick up Travis. That's what we worried about. No. Assuming we're within relative but distance. You know, I think it's Travis, but I'm going to go get his brother because what if this is some kind of crank caller trying to kill me yeah. because they think I killed Travis? I want some backup. Yeah, at least his brother. So, and, and also well, to go, crazy look, idea. I'm, Call I'm the sheriff. He probably went to get his brother and his yeah. sister just jumped, jumped in the fucking car. Yeah. When they find him and... Uh, and I, Tony hasn't gotten to it yet, but the UFO people are the first people to show up. No, I'm like, like, why didn't you call the police? <laughs> we'll get to that. Like, I, mean, I, I think we all have thoughts on that. <laughs> but if you went, these assholes. If you went missing, I'm bringing a family member of yours with me because, you know, it's like, look, I didn't kill her or hurt her. Or, you know, come with me at least. Somebody, somebody credible. You know what I mean? That's I would call the sheriff. Friends. Hey, sheriff, I think he's alive. Let's go get him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I just got this call. Well, let's go find Travis. Okay. All right, so let's so go get Mike, David, Dan, and Dana. And, of course, it's raining. I'll drive to <laughs> bumfuck Egypt to it's collect It's always got to be raining for shit like this. It's pouring-ass rain. They make it to this gas station uh, because D- Dan's like, uh, there's no gas station out here. And he's like, there is. That's where he said. So they go to this gas station, look around. It's not that gas station. He's like, see, it's this bullshit. He goes, well, there is one more gas station another couple miles up the road. Dan's like, no, there isn't. He goes, no, I'm telling you there is. They roll down there, and there is. He's like, well, goddamn, there is a fucking gas station out here. They look around. They don't see anything, but somehow Dana sees somebody curled up in next something. to the... Dana sees something. She's like, wait, stop the truck, stop the truck. They're going like five miles an hour. Yeah. She's like, pull over, pull over. Yeah. Well, it's raining really heavy. She probably needs a better look. Yeah. And if I was Travis, I wouldn't be hiding and next to the ice machine. I'd be in the middle of the road. Yeah. I. He's been through some shit. <laughs> he's been through some shit. But so, I wouldn't be hiding in the corner. They're never going to find you in so the corner. In front of the gas station. But he doesn't want the aliens to find him, so he's got to kind of stay The hidden. aliens clearly dropped him off. <laughs> but they could just be fucking with him. Either way, if they, if they want to get him back, they can get him back. Hiding next to the ice machine ain't doing shit for you. But anyway, next to the ice machine is naked Travis uh, in a ball crying. He apparently is in deep shock. Um, well, like he would be. Manages to say that he needs water despite it being pouring as raining. <laughs> Hold your hand like, out, man. Open your. <laughs> but, uh, Dana goes to touch him and he wails, like screams. He, maybe he couldn't stand the sensation of the rain. Maybe. maybe. He seems to be having some. Travis comes out of it a little bit and speaks, and the X File dudes show up. Who call these they, they get him in like the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to get him to get dressed. And Mike has called the UFO gentleman. Dumbass. Which nope. I wouldn't have called them. No. <sighs> I don't I wonder if this is just something for the movie. It has to be something. Because yeah, you know Nobody you would, would call them. You wouldn't you would call well, the paramedics. There is you another would, reason I'll get to at the end. <laughs> but you would call the paramedics. They're aliens? I wouldn't necessarily I would call the sheriff. But the first people cool. I would call was an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Let's get you checked out medically. You yeah. wouldn't call the UFO guys. You would call the ambulance. Like, Something definitely happened to you. Like, hey, yeah. Tony, so two things. First a- of all, your balls are showing. Second, <laughs> we're going to the hospital. Yeah. This is such an also, odd... Also, this is the X-Files guy. We just talked to you about aliens. We cool? No. And <laughs> even if Mike called them because Mike thought these guys could help because he says to Dan, wait, wait, they could help. Let's see where they're going. Yeah. And then they just start taking photos of him. I'd be like, oh, wait, no, never mind. Out you this go. This is not... Yeah. <clears throat> Once he's been once he's been seen at the hospital and he's talking again, maybe you can come have a conversation. Well, with that's him. gonna be up to him. But even if you thought they could help him recover quicker, as soon as they don't do anything that looks like they're trying to help him, they're just trying to get information from him. And you'd be like, no, out the door with you guys. Yeah. I thought you were going to be helpful, but never mind. Now I'm going to beat you up. Now you're basically just so, being like a reporter. Yes. So the, the police <laughs> and an ambulance do show up. And Travis, while they're loading him on the gurney, has a small flashback. And we see an alien briefly. The ambulance takes him to a hospital. And as the EMTs and such pull him, uh, push him down the hospital, the lights are flying overhead. He starts to have flashbacks more about aliens dragging him through the halls of a spaceship. Yeah, like flashes between the doctors and the alien ship. The doctors shine lights into his eyes. It's a lot like Rambo, First Blood, where they're trying to arrest him and he's flashing back to Nam. Yeah. You probably flash back to a traumatic experience. I've never seen it. You've never seen the first Rambo. You watched it one day and I I started to watch it with you and then I just... It's the least violent of all the Rambos. I don't really care about the level of... Body count? One. Yeah. Don't care about that. And that was mostly that guy's fault. Yes. Although that one guy gets launched into the air by the trap and falls on his head. He might be. He might be a second. We'll give him one and a half. (laughs) Might be one of those uh, Batman situations. Like, oh, he lived. (laughs) (laughs) He won't walk again. Anyway, are you uh, saying being launched through the air could kill you? Onto your head? Because earlier you said I not s- going to kill you. I because, did not. Say no, no. How did Travis land? Travis landed and took a, a good flat back bump. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's trained for this. Yeah. He's a loggerman. Yeah, he's he's a logger. He knows what he's doing. He ain't fucking around. This guy got dumped on his head. I'm just saying. So either way, they There's no good way to interesting. fall. Interesting. They stabilize Travis, get him into a hotel or a uh, hospital bed. Yeah, Mike sneaks into the room because he's not supposed to have visitors. Um, but Travis is not responding to anything that Mike asks him about. This is so. Mike explains up. the situation, mm-hmm. how the town was pretty much going to kill them for his death. It's crazy. But then Mike lets it slip that they left Travis. He goes, no. "You motherfucker!" Travis responds and to this. Travis gets pissed, and then Mike gets mad because Travis got mad, and it's like, "Well, you, you fucking you got out of the, the car, car. Out of the fucking truck," and. You really can see both sides of the story here because Mike yeah. has been, the whole town has been treating him like dirt, thought he was a murderer. He's been all, nobody believes him. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden they see Travis is alive, so he feels vindicated. And he's really been fucked up because his buddy he thought was his dead. Best friend has disappeared. Dead or kidnapped, you know. So days pass, <laughs> and Travis finally leaves. Reporters swarm him, of course, calling him a liar. Saying that he's full of shit. He made Fucking all this Dana, up. wife of the year here. Trying to get any kind of response from him. He ignores him. He's sitting, uh, Dana runs into a grocery store, I think, to get some supplies, yeah. and he stays in the car. Some kids approach him while he's sitting in there. Can I have your autograph? And they have the, so the newspaper autograph? article about him. So you've been in space, man. He's just like, I hadn't really thought about it like he that. He begrudgingly signs it because it's just like, get away. And he still doesn't really remember what happened to him. Waters approaches, he watched this whole thing, and he goes, hey, you're a big celebrity now. How do you like it? Uh, he says, tabloids want to spend, uh, give you a bunch of money to buy the rights to your story. That'll make a good hump of cash for you, won't it? Congratulations. He's like, I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. He says, where have you been? Um, 
Doc says uh, that you, you went up. <laughs> you went without food or water for five days. Was it really worth it? Travis doesn't respond. Water says, "Look, once your memory like, returns, actually, no. <laughs> get, in touch, get in touch with the sheriff's office, and they'll get in touch with me." So Dana returns with the groceries. Uh, Travis says, "Just take me home, please." Back home, there's a ton of friends. They've set up this whole return party. I was like, this is not a person that needs a welcome home party. (laughs) They don't. Like he went, you know, where did he go? Vegas. (laughs) But the town, but they're just so happy that he's safe and alive, and they're not paying any attention to the fact that he has got problems. Most of get abducted by aliens, don't throw a party when I. I won't. But also, this is (laughs) give me a week. We have to also consider that it's 1975, and that is before it was okay for men to have emotions let's be real here <laughs> it's okay for men to have emotions. but it wasn't like it was not you no, were no. supposed to be stoic you were supposed to be strong no not not no, no not here dr Bailey's. that was always the exception <laughs> they didn't but tell they you didn't, that because it didn't happen often. but like today you would be society as a whole would be much more understanding about traumatic experience well, real or imagined but this was 1975 he's expressing what's called post-traumatic stress disorder i know which so was not ago. okay none of us were even alive then so uh <laughs> and the other i s- said to tell you nothing good happened in 1975 <laughs> wait a minute let's check, said, check can you check the map on that again <laughs> none of us what were alive were you born i don't remember it's a long time ago. So they... Was it 75? They bring him in. It was in. 75. Was it perhaps 75? It was 75. Also, when um, they picked Travis up, they dropped me off. Wait, wait. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> it all makes sense now. So he, so Travis goes into the house. Everybody and their brother and his brother are there. And they're all wanting to talk to him and touch him. And, hey, 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 we're so happy. He's like, okay. And he, he starts to freak out. And Dana, again, blocks, blocks she's fantastic. Dana's like, hey, food's ready. Everybody go eat. So they all, she's trying to give him time. And she's they all sign up. They all go up for the buffet type stuff. And Travis wanders away. And then Dana notices he's not around. So she goes looking for him and can't find him. Finally, she goes into the kitchen. He's under the table having a, an episode. Yeah, well. He's kicking and flailing underneath when she tries to touch him or pull him out, and syrup bottle falls over and spills across the table. The lid. Onto his face. What asshole didn't put the lid on the syrup? Yeah. And they must have warmed it up. So this, this I will a, say real maple syrup flows a lot better than that corn syrup Mrs. Butterworth crap. And this I like is Aunt how, Jemima. This is how real maple syrup flows. This is real stuff. Is that still a thing? Can you still get Aunt Jemima? Uh, I don't, I doubt I don't know. know. I know there was a thing they took, they took the image off, but is it still called Angemon? I don't know. I don't know. Right. I Next time we're at the change. store, we'll look. I, I don't know. I mean, do they take the name away or just the image? <laughs> so, I don't know. Either so, way, if they change the name, I still like the flavor. So let's so go. So the with syrup that. flows across the table and spills on Travis's face. Now this you triggers. Just have to switch to log cabin. <laughs> this triggers a major no. uh, memory of him. Yeah, he goes through this major flashback. He's in a, some kind of organic sack on a ship. Um, he punctures it with his <laughs> hand. <laughs> He's in a sack. <laughs> he punches yeah. it with his hand and crawls out. Helene has this look on her face. Everything of... about this is upsetting. If you if you don't believe in aliens or abductions, then I understand why this is hokey. And the special effects really do not hold up. Let's no. just be real here. The aliens but, aren't bad. No, they're not. They're they okay. look like wrinkly old man babies. I mean... <laughs> They look like I would expect aliens to look like. No, they're not your typical little green men or the gray men or anything like that. But they do look like grumpy, wrinkly babies. (laughs) Um, But if you believe in aliens, everything about this is terrifying. Okay. And I find it terrifying. He punctures a sack with his hand and crawls out. Um, This is what I would do. I'd be like, let's check some shit out. (laughs) There's very little to no gravity, so he starts to float around. But there's oxygen. Yeah. (laughs) But, um... 
he uh, he starts to float away, but apparently there's some... I don't know if... It looked like an umbilical cord type of situation, yeah. but I don't know. But he grabs it, kind of pulls himself back to the wall, and he falls into another, another sack. Pot. And you're like, oh, shit. But and in this, this sack, guy died. <laughs> yeah, in the sack... In this sack, like, he had this weird colorless goo on him, but in this sack, the goo's all black. Like, maybe it's digesting somebody. I don't know. But he looks I up... I the impression it was feeding off of... Well, the... No, there's I, another human in that pod who's clearly dead... And below his rib cage, his abdomen is open and covered in goo. Mostly gone. And he put his hand in, in it. it. Yeah. And I figured it out what these pods are. They're batteries. You ever see the Matrix? <laughs> yeah. Maybe They're, they abduct people because that's what fuels the ship. Maybe. maybe they're batteries, or maybe it's toilet green. No, no. <laughs> Could be a toilet green processing. No, I like batteries better. Okay. Makes it more matrixy. Even though the human body is a very inefficient battery. So Travis climbs out of this lithium. Wait yeah, but if you hate somebody, you won't care that it's in an inefficient way to torture their whole race. It's more about torturing their whole race. You want to torture them? Just torture them. You don't have to make them batteries. But I'm just saying, if you really, if you have emotions and you hate somebody, it doesn't matter that that's an inefficient inefficient way to kill someone or use their resources. It's more about the process of. So Travis climbs the slimy walls to uh, get to this. There's this big light at the top. Once he gets up there, he sees these basically look like they look like what you think of as the grays, the really like withered, uh, skinny, small shapes that are all gray with big black eyes. Um, Once he gets close, um, he sees his car keys floating or they're his, right? He looks like he looks over the edge and then he sees them and he ducks back down because he's like, oh, no. And he's not sure what he's seen first. And then it's like it. I assume it's got to be like his motorcycle key because yeah. he doesn't have a so. car and he. You look, and he said they live in Snowflake. Yeah, and it's a yeah, Snowflake, snowflake <laughs> is the name of the town, and it's a Snowflake keychain. Yeah, and he goes to grab it, and this makes him le- kind of tumble into that room. Yeah, so he starts to the the basically the grays or whatever are floating on a cord in this room, and he goes to look at them and they're not moving, and then he kind of fucks with them and it's essentially a spacesuit that they wear. But you can see as he's examining one of them. One of them behind him moves. Mm-hmm. It floats across Almost the like room. It woke and evidently, this scared Elaine something fierce. Yeah. And I went, look petrified right now. <laughs> and it once it goes over and it grabs him. Look like that guy right, and right behind you. Elaine screamed out <laughs> loud. And it grabs him by the um, like the shoulder, like you're gonna spock pinch him. And he turns around real fast and pushes him back, and then kicks at him and kicks the shit out of him, watching him across well, the room. Yeah, fucking hard to kick him. It, kind of flips him. Up. And then we see it's like this weird wrinkled baby man. Yeah. <laughs> Still at that point, like, oh, I'm about to fuck you up. <laughs> I am so freaked out, and I, I really needed John. He was. I watched this yesterday while John was at work. I was home alone. And granted, it was in the middle of the afternoon, but I was still alone watching this. Thank God. Boss and Chael jumped up into my lap. And I was freaking out. Well, either way, hands grab him at this point, and there's two or maybe three aliens, and they all grab his ass and drag him down. That the might be really again. strong. We don't know. Yeah, might be like chimps or. I remember this part too when they dragged like him down the chimp hall. Chimp grabs you. That's his name. Like I know that this was when I was a kid. I didn't watch much of this because I was hiding, but. I remember so that. Lee really saw this for the first time. No, but I remember the part where they were dragging him down the hall, and he keeps trying to grab for something to stop him, and it's like all this debris, junk, shoes, and books, and glasses, and things that they have taken from 
other humans, it looks like, and it's just like, uh, like, why do they have a hall of trash? Tony goes. <laughs> they drag him through a hall, but I remember like they're messy aliens. Because every time you see an alien thing, everything's so pristine and clean. But these guys are like, a... fuck it, we just need the body. They can drop all their shit anywhere. <laughs> I don't care about this dude's glasses. It's so weird. Read their like, books. <laughs> but it's weird. like they're dragging him through a hall of trash. It's very like I remembered that. I don't think I that like, would actually Ooh. happen. They would probably just throw the trash out. Yeah. Maybe, in a space. maybe it's the trash chute. <laughs> um, so drag him through the trash chute. Well, maybe he was it's trying the, to escape. It maybe it's the quickest. Maybe. When's garbage day on the spaceship? <laughs> maybe it's the quickest way from the spacesuit space room to the <laughs> operating room. Well, then they didn't have a very efficient ship. I don't know. So either way, they, they drag him down the hall. And well, they got him. here, so it's got to be semi-efficient. Yeah. <laughs> they throw him on a table. They flip him over and tear all his clothes off. They cover they him. They don't seem to take off his underpants. Though. I think that was just but for the movie. But then later he's would have, naked. Yeah, he, yeah. That was for the movie because when they get him he's butt booty naked. In the movie they don't take off his underwear because they don't want to see you show you his balls. Mm-hmm. D.B. Sweeney's like no. I don't want to see D.B. Sweeney's balls anyway so. <laughs> Maybe not now. Have you seen him lately? He looks he's a, he's a actually he doesn't look bad for his age. He's a handsome gentleman and I've always liked him in everything I've seen him in. Well so, he, he's struggling and fighting so they cover him in this plastic sheet up to his neck. And then this they, would, it looks like a, wet cheesecloth. <laughs> and they turn on this this like something, a valve or something, and, like and this, it sucks him down, sucks yeah, the all air this out stuff of it. Stuff falls out of the sky. Like imagine you know those uh, vacuum suck things you put your clothes in yeah, and you suck the air exactly. out. It's exactly like that. You imagine how terrifying. The they put it like over his body first, and then they cover his face. Yeah, and it's so terrifying the thought of someone doing that to you. Because mm-hmm. he, I don't think he could breathe, so they had a. Yeah, yeah, they take a little knife mm-hmm. and they cut a hole for his mouth that pops open, and then they cut a hole for his eye that pops open. <laughs> then they take some shit and put it in his mouth. They put yeah. like a clamp. Like, they nonchalantly grab a handful of yeah. goo. <laughs> they put like a <laughs> clamp. Throw it in there. Yeah, because he's like screaming. He's like ah ah. Blah, blah. <laughs> Mm-mm. And then they hook, they basically they really put this white shit in his eye. Yeah, they basically do <laughs> like, like an endoscopy type thing on his throat, and then they they hook something to his eye and fill it up with this. Do they not have anesthesia on their planet? I don't or think they care. Yeah. Uh, like, well, if they yeah. don't have to listen to him scream, why do they? Care? And since the, the shrimp rag is holding him in place, so they don't have to worry about him flailing. Yeah. So they ain't worried about it. Maybe um, yeah, it's expensive. Down from the ceiling, some weird contraption comes with a red light that's on and some kind of needle thing. Travis screams as best as he can. And the aliens do their whatever tests on him. The aliens do their thing. Um, he wakes up from all of this, and sheriff, the sheriff and Waters are there, <clears throat> along with Dan, Dana, the psychiatrist. Apparently he was having some kind of episode, and she yeah, kind of walked him out of it. Seems like they took him to... Well, in the trivia, he's went, he had like hypnotherapy to take him to regressions, to, and his story never changed. Mm-hmm. So... I think that that's probably what they're alluding to with this scene is that he had some kind of panic attack, but they don't show you the part where they take him back to the psych- to the hospital yeah. and then he comes into it and then they do the regressive therapy. I feel really like they want. cut <laughs> out like a week and a half's worth of time between these two scenes. Yeah, they just give you what you need. Yeah. So we go outside with uh, Sheriff and Waters and uh, Sheriff says, so your first unsolved case then? Waters says, no, I'm just waiting for the truth to come out. Travis was gone for five days, long enough to come up with this, with this um, cockamamie story and rehearse it as much as he needed to. And I put a little heart next to cockamamie because that's funny. <laughs> we need to bring it back. So when he says no unsolved cases, it's just not that he has solved them all. He just hasn't given up on them. Like, yeah. oh, it's not, I'm not done with this. Yeah. It's yeah. ongoing. Yeah, it's ongoing. You were 20 when you started. It's ongoing. 
<laughs> developing leads. So we, like, okay. Water says a very well planned and executed hoax. The sheriff disagrees. He believes them. We cut to much later. Travis is um, getting around. Now he has a kid, and Dana seems to be pregnant again with a second kid. So when's the half? He drives. He starts to drive to work. You know, kisses all them goodbye. Eats a little breakfast and jumps on the road. But then halfway there, he stops the car and turns around, heads to another. He house. sees a billboard for a motorcycle. Oh, that's right. And he thinks about MT Motors. <laughs> that you know the price is so good. The lots always MT. MT. He gets out. He gets out of the house and calls to Mike. Um, he Mike comes to the Mike door. Mike lives in like a little shack in the woods or something. Yeah, he's yeah. got really. Mike long has hair. gone off grid. Which, <laughs> if I knew aliens existed and I was terrified of them, both of which things I am, I would not be living off grid by myself because that's where they get Why you. Why is he wearing a cowboy hat indoors? Huh? Like he comes out like he would just walk by. He has his hat on in the house. Some yeah. people just wear hats all the time. Mm. But apparently Maybe they he haven't. started to. To bald on top? Like he, <laughs> he's like, I think I found my new look. Some people just get up, they get dressed, and they put their hat on. But they haven't they haven't talked since, apparently. Um, Mike agrees to, to take a drive with them, and they return to the abduction spot. He's like, why the fuck did you bring me here? He's like, I don't like to be out here. He's like, Travis is like, I don't oh, like to be out here you, either. He looks at him and goes, oh, you don't like to be out here. Did you have butt stuff? <laughs> so Travis explains that he has a two-year-old boy now. And a little girl on the way. He's it like, was, you're going to be an uncle again. He's like, again? He's like, how do you not know he goes, about... Yeah, Mike is almost two. And he goes, Mike. Oh, Mike. <laughs> oh, you don't hate me. So they both apologize to each other and work things out. Mike says, okay, well, let's get the hell out of here before they come back. And Travis says, oh, they ain't coming back. And he goes, how do you know that? He goes, I don't think they liked me. Then we get an epilogue. Mike and Kate divorced in 76. Yeah. Mike has gotten odd jobs till then, but finally he returned to cutting trees down in 92. Travis. In 92. <clears throat> Travis. Almost and, 20 years later. Yeah. It'd take me that long to get me back on the woods, I tell you what. Travis and Dana live with their four children in Snowflake, Arizona. Travis is a foreman at a local mill. In 1993, Travis, Mike, and Alan all retook their polygraph, and they all passed. The end. <laughs> What did you think, Carly? Oh, oh! Hey, you never go first. My favorite character was Mike. Hmm. I liked him. I did not write a least favorite character because the fact of the matter is I didn't like most of the characters. (laughs) 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 None of them really stood out as more of a dislike than any of the rest. Hmm. My favorite scene, I said, we're gonna go with the alien parts. I guess. <laughs> Elaine you takes like deep breath and, and makes weird face. <laughs> My favorite tertiary object was basically the hall of trash. <laughs> I made Tony go back because I was like, is that a notebook? Is that a book? She was trying to decipher what there was in there. I was like, why? <laughs> That's a book. And those are classes. It's like a beach ball. What book is, is it? Is that a plant? <laughs> you know, you, you know what this trash. But do you know what the book was? No. I, I, I paused it. It was Love the Time of Cholera. Damn! Oh, snap. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. It's the alien's art. <laughs> My favorite line was, you're a dreamer and you're not ready for marriage. And Travis said, not if I got to turn into you. Ouch. Between Mike and Travis. Whoa. When Mike said, I'm not going to let you marry my sister. <laughs> and I'll maybe it. Okay. It was kind of scary. And it wasn't terrible. It was a little slow. Yeah. But, I mean, if you want to watch an alien abduction movie, it's different. <laughs> if you want to watch a movie with aliens in it, watch Alien. <laughs> Jenny? Oh, hey, my turn. Um, my favorite character 
was also Mike. Because mm-hmm. I mean, lack of options. Uh, <laughs> my least favorite character was... I gotta say the sheriff. Because mm-hmm. he was just fucking pointless. Mm-hmm. Didn't really do much. Um, my favorite scene is the one scene with the aliens in it. Yeah, you, you, you see why the sheriff called the investigator in, because he wasn't going to do anything. Nope, he's like, I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Aliens, I guess. Um, my favorite <laughs> tertiary object, I haven't thought of a different one, so I'm still going with the tape recorder, mm-hmm. because tapes. Yeah. And my favorite line is, I don't think they like me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I have to name this movie. It That's was cool. fucking boring. <laughs> like nothing happened there's the one scene where it's supposed to be scary where the aliens doing things I'm like yeah the little angry men aren't really that intimidating yeah I can see why a 13 year old would think they were scary but no if they showed up in your living room I would freak out yeah but John would choke them out yeah well, I'd give it a shot I don't know they may <laughs> They, they, may really they, may have a good, they may have a good ground They game. might have some know. sort of telepathic powers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like in, um, the reason chokes uh, work is in, in because that's where your arteries are located. Yeah, we don't know enough about true. their uh, circulatory system. To... I grab their head. <laughs> most, we most, know where their face is and we know yeah. where my knee is. We know, <laughs> you know, well, we know that every other creature you've ever come into contact with, wherever the head is, the brain is in there. <laughs> and trauma to the brain... And, they might and, keep their brains in their butts. That's why they keep anal. And that's why they would win if we fought. <laughs> that's why they keep anal probing everybody because their brains are in their butts. <laughs> Getting fights with them and the other aliens like you can't punch me in the head. It's so weird. <laughs> so I had to scratch my head about it. Start scratching his butt. <laughs> scratch my scratch my brain. He had his finger up his nose and he scratched touching <laughs> his brain. Are you finished? I don't want to chomp all your flavor. <laughs> no, go ahead. Do your thing. We got okay. okay I'm timing you. All right. So my favorite character is uh, Alan Dallas. Because I thought, yeah, I thought he was the most interesting one. He didn't like this guy. Like clearly, they all experienced the same thing, but he was very troubled because he did. Him and Travis were not friends. They didn't like each other. He was the most obvious suspect, and he was always terrified that everybody was going to change their story and he was going to go to jail. Right. So I just feel like he was the most interesting character. My least favorite character is Dan Walton, the brother. Because I was like, I hate that fucking dude. And now I know why. <laughs> Subliminally. My favorite scene is when Mike confronts the town folk in the town hall meeting. And my favorite line is from that scene as well. Because Mike says, and if any of you got anything to say about me or my crew, you say it now and you say it to my face. Nobody says anything. No, they didn't. My favorite tertiary object is the newspaper that those kids have Travis sign. Because <laughs> I thought that was funny. Because that is what kids would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So this movie is kind of interesting to rewatch. I still find it scary. I understand why people didn't like it though, and I it hovers between this, like they're trying to tell a story based on a true story. So, but I feel like there wasn't enough flashbacks in it to make it really scary. It wasn't enough atmospheric. It waits way too long for Travis to come back, and they you know you you can tell they're trying to be. Um, Suspenseful? No, they're trying to stay. They're trying to trying to keep it close to the original story, and the stuff they changed was the alien abduction stuff to make it more scary. Because if you read what his actual account is, it's not, it's not as that exciting. It, yeah, it's although in the only thing that's cooler is in his account he fucks one of them up. Yeah, mm. but in and it's kind of weird and it doesn't make any sense the way that he explains it. And this is definitely more alien encounter where his is kind of like I don't know if that's. 
that doesn't make any sense, you know. But I think that I and I and I think there is a good movie here and an interesting oh, yeah. story. I just don't think they made it. No. I'm gonna nay it overall, but I can I understand why this didn't work. Yeah. Because the front half of the movie is too long. It takes too long for Travis to come back. And then they don't, instead of having like a bunch of little flashbacks, they have this huge long sequence. And then movie's over. Yeah. The movie it's just is... It's like, what are you trying to tell? The story of what happened to the rest of the dudes on the crew? Or the story? Like, it's yeah. almost two separate... It just—it it basically has a good—it has a good outline. It's a good outline for a story, but the story's not developed well. This—this this is basically, this did happen, and here's the movie as opposed to let's tell an entertaining story. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more of a look. It happened as opposed to let's make a really good story that's really entertaining. And okay, maybe it happened. You you decide. It would have been more entertaining if they had made it more of a movie and less of a true. Yeah. Which is the problem whenever you hear like. Whenever they're telling a movie is based on actual events or yeah, it, it's, it's always, always like this. It's always kind of bullshit. Because yeah. they have they put things in that are based on actual events, but that doesn't mean it's a compelling story. It's just yeah. Because and, and if you talk to anybody that's been through anything crazy, it's always not that exciting to them. You know, they're like, yeah, yeah, eight guys came in, I shot eight guys and killed them in the face. You're like, oh my god, tell me the story. You're like, well, that's kind of what that what that happened. was the story. That, that is the story, happened. you know. But to us, it's like, oh my god, you know, like I mean, it just it happened, and I don't even remember and half these, of it. These people it's aren't really flexible. compelling enough characters because they're actual people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is why I think, which is why I like Dallas the best because he was the most, he had the most interesting story. Yeah. Um, right, so you're up. <clears throat> my favorite character was Waters. Because Garner's awesome. His character was not the best, but he, I think he added gravi- gravitas to the movie and was yeah. interesting. You know, without him, it would have been like, who's in the movie? He was definitely the best actor in the movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, my least favorite character, I hate to say it, was Alan, but when you say that, that was funny because there was a couple times in the movie where I really liked Alan. Like, there's a scene where um, basically uh, they're all, uh, when it's when they come out of the, the, lie, detector. the lie detector test. And they're all yelling and screaming in fucking Water's face. And they're like, fuck you. And we're not doing this. And da, 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 da. And they all leave. And then Water's look at Alan. And Alan's like, I don't know what's wrong with them. <laughs> he just kind of walks out like, what's wrong with these people? He just does some really snarky-ass shit. My favorite line is, um, I didn't really have one. None of the dialogue in this movie is particularly great. But I do like the <clears> fun <throat> part where um, Travis is, they're explaining what happened. And Water's just leaning over him. He's like, so... This and this and this, and then Travis is like, "Aren't we gonna go look for him?" And he's like, "Or Mike?" Or Mike goes, "Aren't we gonna go look for Travis?" And he's like, "No, aliens took him away." <laughs> like, um, my favorite scene is obviously the when yeah, Travis is running around exploring the ship. That's interesting. My favorite tertiary object is syrup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this movie, this time around, the movie didn't really scare me as much. Um, but uh, I mean, I'll I'll light yay it. It's it's a light gay. His own. It's definitely movie. something. It's something to see if you haven't seen it, and if you're into, better than if a you're strong into, maybe. If you're into alien abductions things, now here's the part, and this might hurt a little, uh, Elaine. But um, so some of the stuff about this, they've they've uh, found out that uh, there's a lot of like s- shit with this story, mm-hmm. and that Travis and his friends are. Kind of uh, now we can't say whether the same thing happened or not. Whatever they're kind of full of shit, and they watched a alien abduction like documentary apparently, mm-hmm. like a um, couple months before this happened, and they were all like in on this thing and excited by that. And when when they um, 
when the aliens took him away for the week, when they talked to his mother about it, she was like, oh, the aliens will bring him back. They always bring people back or something. Like, there's all this, like, weird inconclusive shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is all from, like, uh, some of it from a documentary thing I watched. And some of it was Joe Rogan had him on. And he talked to him for a long time. And Joe, of course, believes all about it and stuff. So and Joe Rogan was high as fuck. Yeah. He was like, oh. So there's definitely some, there's definitely some, okay, this might just be a big hoax. But you know, you, so, you kind of watch it. You can, you can poke from, holes in his story. Yeah, and, take from what you want from it. But I thought either way, to me, the movie's okay. The alien stuff is interesting, and it's an interesting like way to breach the topic and go, well, "What happened?" You know, because either these guys are full of shit, or maybe aliens took this dude away. You know, well, something, so it's interesting to me. So, no! uh, something they talk about is like how your memory changes over time, and you got to wonder how much of his story has changed from when he first was abducted if he was abducted to now like because you you generally like they have that thing where people will tell you this happened to you so much that you start to remember it that way even if that's not actually facts mm-hmm. like that's a phenomenon a all so right. you gotta wonder how much of this was real and how much of it wasn't it's all bullshit Carly Do you have a song sir oh I don't oh, oh my god well, please find us on facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on twitter at unmovie podcast on instagram at unmovie podcast dogs you can email unmovie podcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from you do you believe in aliens oh do you believe <laughs> but do you believe in miracles do you believe in magic i hope you do you'll always have a friend wearing big red shoes next week on the podcast is carly's pick kind of Um, (laughs) well you picked it yes I have decided to fulfill the request of Nick Nick and do 1988's The Beast now where can we find this magnum we have not watched it none of us have uh, as of this point Um, I believe it is on Amazon Prime okay (laughs) well we'll look forward to that and Nick Stand by. Really? Oh, Nick, if you get this before the movie, the podcast episode comes out, send us oh, your shit. Watch now free on Pluto. On Pluto. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, because we record these out of order and early Doobie. sometimes, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Thank you. Goodbye.